0: Sounds good. All right, Captain Kai here, and it is the lockdown episode two, sticking with surfing this week. And we welcome from across in the far off of US of A, Mr. Ben Gibbons. How's it, Gibba?
1: All good. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: It's quite nice to have you on the show because I I can definitely remember having you back, back, back in the day down at the the radio studio in Two Oceans Vibe. That was ages ago, so now I got the podcast back up and running. And of course, it's kind of come about because the lockdown in South Africa. is yeah. pretty bad. Uh, first of all, where are you currently situated, and, and how has lockdown been for you?
1: I'm in California at the moment, and the lockdown hasn't been uh, nearly as severe as what I hear it's like in South Africa. Um Essential businesses are still, they're the only businesses operating here. Everything else is closed. But um, as far as being able to leave my apartment, that's all still pretty normal. I mean, the social distancing, the social distancing protocol is still in effect. Everyone seems to be um, honoring that. But I've been surfing consistently. Um yeah, leave the house <laughs> every day. So it's um it hasn't been I, I guess, yeah, as I say, nothing quite as severe as what's happening in South Africa.
0: Now uh, it's been interesting because last episode I, I spoke with Stephen Sawyer, who's literally while he's talking to me, his view is the point in J-bay absolutely firing. It uh, yeah. so often does with these things as we had the worst summer, and um, as the uh, lockdown started, it's just been pumping on the South African East Coast. It's actually been really, I amazing.
1: believe so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, yeah. it's made it really hard for the guys here in South Africa because it's hard to know that you locked up and it's firing and you can't go surf it.
1: Yeah, well. Uh the whole of um trestles has been on lockdown for a couple of weeks, so that's out of bounds, but um I don't really go there all that often. I'm I'm living in Costa Mesa now, so Newport and Huntington Beach is just down the road for me. And that has been open the whole time, thankfully. I mean the the beach parking lots are closed. So that's just like the convenient parking lots, which you have to pay um, to park in anyway. So I usually would just find street parking elsewhere. So as I say, like, as far as my surf routine goes, the lockdown hasn't affected it that badly.
0: Well, let's talk about the surf routine then now in California. Obviously back home, you grew up uh, around Cape Town, Cormachy, um not, not, Not really that crowded and uh, certainly high quality, (laughs) but colder than Cali. I mean, I've been to Cali a lot. I don't think South Africans actually realize what crowds are until you start surfing those areas you're talking about, especially in sort of just south of LA.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is very crowded here. Um, And the the surf line cameras here are... (laughs) Quite incredible. It's it's a little bit, um, I mean, it, it's obviously great to be able to see what the waves are doing all the time, but then it also is quite addictive in that sense. You just always want to see, oh, when's the good window? When's it gonna be uncrowded? It looks like it's improving, or maybe I'm just imagining it. So, tend to be glued to my phone Looking at the waves, <laughs> but um, uh, I find it's I find it's maybe a little bit easier to just surf consistently here. Although the, the quality of the waves is like, <laughs> like pretty lousy in comparison to what's on offer back home. Um, but it, yeah, just get, getting into a routine here, I find is a little easier. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Fire, with, with Cape Town, it's just the conditions change so, um, so quickly at least. Well, when I would just surf like Misty Cliffs, for example, I'd be going, driving there like every 30 minutes or so and it would just look lousy and then there'd be a very short window where it would be good. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just nitpicking and or being a bit of a snob, but um, it does seem like it's a bit uh, just easier to practice consistently here, if that makes any sense.
0: Well, one of my favorite things last time I was over there, and I was in San Diego, of course, is it's, I mean... It's a really easy hop, skip and a jump over the border. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things there is actually not to be in California, but across the border and Baja and being in like that sort of culture. And I mean, obviously a lot of ways if you know where to go look as well.
1: Right, yeah. I've only done that a handful amount of times. So I need to hopefully do that once this uh, pandemic blows over.
0: Especially now that
1: summer is coming up here in the Northern Hemisphere. So more South (laughs) swells. I believe that's good for just the whole of Mexico.
0: Well, that's one of the things we look at. I mean, here in South Africa, obviously, we don't have the numbers. We've got a high quality of wave around the whole coastline. And then, of course, we've got crazy good neighbours too. I mean, you've done Namibia, um, Mozambique, incredible... Mm -hmm. um, but in America, especially in Cali, the one advantage you've got is that you're so centrally to fly out to so many good like third world, like cheaper surf destinations. Like you've got Central America, you've got like Hawaii is about as cheap as anyone's gonna get it. And then um, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of other sort of uh, Pacific places and Caribbean places as well in the mix.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is definitely that option. It's, it's still a bit pricey though. I I would say being based in South Africa, it's the wave quality is just far better. <laughs> this, as you just mentioned, there's so many good waves around around the country and it's a lot quicker to get to as well. Like Cape Town, J Bay is such a quick journey or Cape Town, Durban or Namibia for that matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, that office flight is yeah. uh, pretty pretty fast considering uh, where you're going. Now, um, yeah. on- As a surfer who's gone the other route, I mean, we were talking last episode about the WSL and like obviously the whole tour is on hold right now. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people sort of across the spectrum, not just surfers, but, you know, judges, officials, everyone affected by that. You went for the other route, which is the free surfing uh, aspect of it, which pretty much means traveling and, and getting mm-hmm. sort of video pieces and online content and, and magazine stuff. So, I mean, it's, I suppose, easy to say that the lockdown's is really affecting you guys as well.
1: Yeah. Career-wise, it, it has totally um, brought everything to a hold. Um, I mentioned my just daily stuff routine hasn't, re- hasn't changed, but career-wise everything else has. All projects have, um, I mean, everything has stopped for the foreseeable future. So I have absolutely no idea how um, things will pan out. Absolutely no idea.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, there's a whole bunch of us (laughs) in the same boat, so we can be in it together. Just before lockdown, the the early part of this year and late last year, you had a couple of good trips. Um, There's been some good content coming out. I mean, um, you had a pretty good time in in, in the lead up to this sort of global lockdown.
1: Yeah, even just as recently as um, the beginning of March, I just returned to California after spending um, most of February in Australia um also went on a quick trip to fiji while i was there and then when i returned to california um the at stab invited me to participate in that stab high event that was was meant to take place in melbourne i think um i think around mid-march and that was well they say postponed but we'll see what happens with that And I believe they wanted to make a whole series out of, (laughs) out of all of the wave pools that are available at the moment. So I think they wanted to do the one in Melbourne, another one in Waco, Texas. Um, I saw on that Vans edit that Dylan Graves made. There's that one in Palm Springs. I also heard of one in San Diego. So it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's quite funny just to hear of how many decent wave pools there are nowadays. <laughs> it's yeah. so bizarre. Something I, I guess dreamed of as a grom, but the fact that it's actually a reality now is is really quite amazing. But like that oh. Waco wave pool is so much fun. It's a proper legit wave and packs a punch too. So it's, it's not soft at all.
0: Well, and it's, um, I think it's easy to see and, and say, you know, since we saw sort of Kelly's and then Waco, now you're seeing some of the wave garden stuff, the new stuff coming out. Oh well. yeah. That
1: the wave garden. Well, Kelly's. Yeah. How can I even forget about that? Slater's wave pool.
0: <laughs> I mean, these are the pictures we drew as kids on our little notebooks. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds. And, um, now, you know, we always talked about having an alternative tour, like stuff slightly different to the WSL. And, and it's weird in that I think it was the most hotly debated WSL event of all time. Some people loved some people absolutely hated it. But in the Stab High sort of uh, format, it's really working. People are loving it. They're paying to come watch live online. And suddenly, like you said, it could be a, an alternative tour thanks to the, the Wave Pool.
1: Yeah. I I I actually for the past probably yeah, maybe past year and a bit, I've been pretty hooked on watching all the WSL events. So uh, I find the live webcast very entertaining. I mean all the surf is obviously phenomenal. That Brazilian con- contingency is just incredible. Those guys surf so well. <laughs> So yeah, I absolutely love watching that too. In addition to like whatever stab and um, or just whatever other events are on outside of the WSL. So, I'm all for course, it.
0: We, look, we look at the lockdown. I mean, I um, I think the biggest disappointment for me is that the the return of Gland is gonna not see the light of day this year, probably, because I think <laughs> WSL format those surfers uh, at Gland was gonna be something well worth watching.
1: Yeah, for sure. Even, um, I really enjoyed watching the Margaret River event when they had it at the Box, which I absolutely love that wave. It's incredible. I'm terrified of it too, though, but yeah, it makes, um, makes it really exciting for viewers. It's a crazy wave. It's it's so good.
0: <laughs> they also had the 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 couple of heats at North Point, and I mean, they haven't really scored it for the comp. But um, if they got it proper, like a cam break, you've surfed there too. That that's a real wave.
1: Yeah, I've never had it. Um, I've never had it like flawless, but you've yeah, definitely seen footage of it pumping. Yeah, that'd be pretty epic to see.
0: <laughs> now. Um, we look at sort of the whole season being locked down and uh, we don't know when it's gonna go back to normal again. I think surfers are quite nomadic though. And if you look at like probably the entire tourism industry of the whole world's gonna crash because these people have not been earning money now for how long are airlines? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty safe bet we're gonna see some crazy travel specials come out on the back of this when you, when you finally can travel again. Um, any, any particular destinations topping the list for you?
1: Um, gosh, I've, I haven't actually put much thought in that really. Um, nothing that comes to, comes to mind immediately, I'll have to think about that. All right.
0: And then, um, obviously if we look back, cause I mean, you're probably one of the most well-traveled South African surfers. In, in the history of South African surfing. You've you've done some serious miles. Uh, what would you say are your top three of the trips you've done?
1: Oh, just without a doubt the most um, spectacular country I've ever visited uh, is Iceland for that globe project I worked on a few years ago. That was just I felt like an alien. <laughs> visiting a different planet is totally blew all my expectations and exceeded all expectations and um, was just a very unique trip. So that would have to be number one. Um, uh, Number two would be Namibia, probably. Visited um, the crazy wave only twice. I'd love to go there more often, or every swell. And then thirdly is just anywhere around South Africa, really. <laughs> so it's it's nice to keep it close to close to home.
0: <laughs> well, I mean or South Africa home. <laughs> I, I've popped up at a few spots along the coast at odd times of the year, not expecting to see many people, and we've bumped into each other. So it is interesting that like it, it's a big coast and. Obviously, one of the few things, I think, that keeps the numbers down is that infamous subject of sharks in South Africa. Kind of, I think a lot of people think our South African surfers push the shark thing because it will keep the numbers low. But, um, I mean, it is a reality. We, we we do see them all the time and they're around. But uh, like you said, the waves are so good. I think the it doesn't matter. You just want to get around and, and get in lineups because we, we do yeah. have
1: a policy. Yeah, exactly. Well, also to go back to what I said about it, it just being very easy to get into a routine here in California. It's like just say I'm in Cape Town and I'm, I want to go through the Misty Cliffs in the morning. It's it's definitely a bit spooky if I arrive there and there's no one in the water and <laughs> the waves are still in the shadow of the mountain because the sun hasn't risen enough. Um, so it's a little bit intimidating paddling out alone there. Whereas here yeah, I could wake up at six o'clock and literally just go straight to the beach. And I, I don't know, it seems like, it seems like it's just, <laughs> I t- touch wood, safer or, or something. I don't know, maybe this is just all in my head, but, um, yeah, surfing in South Africa in general, I'd say, isn't for, uh, just the faint hearted it, it takes. It takes a bit of nerve, I reckon.
0: <laughs> Especially when you're in those far uh, out-of-the-way places.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even just going down to the dunes sometimes freaks me out. <laughs> Especially if it's not favorable conditions or night. Yeah, you know, when it's like favorable conditions and a weekend, it's obviously crowded. But on those weekdays, I don't know, like mid-morning when it's like southerly wind there's the most epic ramp ever on the rides, but the water's a little bit murky and there's no one out there. I just feel a bit nervous paddling out alone.
0: <laughs> All right, so we'll yeah, the, to, the waves
1: are still incredible.
0: We'll go, we'll go to like putting you in a slightly dodgy situation as well, because one of the biggest sort of questions asked to ask you was, is looking at the current sort of, Research on the competitive side in South Africa. Um, I mean, especially on the last North Shore run over the last season, um, there was like a lot of buzz and a lot of talk about this young crew. You, you've grown up with most of the boys who are sort of hitting the QS hard now. You've surfed against them as a pro junior. Um, you, know, you know, obviously Jordy's in, in top form and he's been looking really good. I think we all know he's in the game for the for the world title. Matt McGillivray just snuck into the CT this year. It looks like he's going to have a holiday on year one, but uh, he's there for when it does start. And then there's a couple of other young guys really sort of knocking on the door right now. I mean, what, what does it feel like as like saying you, you enjoy watching the WSL, you like watching the contest. You like that aspect of surfing, but you are a free surfer. Who do you think is really going to start making some noise out of that South African group?
1: Um, well, personally, I, I mean, I'm sure you agree. It's obviously great to see more South Africans qualifying for the tour and being able to watch them compete in that um, just elite group is fantastic. And I hope it just continues to happen. Um, but as far as like mentioning people individually, I've, I, I don't know. It's, it's just up to the individual. as to whether or not they qualify but um, it's progression is obviously always good and it is always going to happen so I think it's great seeing more youngsters uh, even trying out uh, the QS and um, it's, it's obviously extremely difficult to qualify and it's a huge achievement getting on the pro tour. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I wish all the QS competitors the best.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a tough number. These numbers game these days, you know, you're up against probably just over a thousand other guys going for those 22 slots. So it's not Damn. easy. But um, a lot of the younger kids are probably sitting at home wondering like, okay, if we don't want to do that, we want to be a free surfer. I mean, there's a pretty small crew of you guys out there internationally sort of in that classification of, of free surfers, the guys that actually get paid to go travel and, and shoot. Um, mm-hmm. how, how, what kind of advice would you give to those groms who would, would want to be doing it? I mean, outside of obviously needing to be a pretty talented surfer.
1: Um, what i say to the youngsters in South Africa is just to capitalize on what's on offer there. The waves are so incredible. And um, yeah, it's obviously been documented a lot in the past, but I think there's still a lot on offer and there's a lot of potential. And I don't think you necessarily need to travel to Indo or any other country where there are other dynamic waves. I just think it's probably best to be frugal and try capitalize on what's at home.
0: <laughs> That'd be good advice. That is because uh, <laughs> I mean, if we look at your past video parts, there's always been a nice, healthy chunk of local content.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I had a few years working with Alan Rob that were. Incredible, and I'm so grateful for the hours he he spent uh, filming me. And I was definitely at times probably such a pest, um, <laughs> always calling him, like "Oh, like, do you want to go shoot? Do you want to go shoot misty cliffs? I think it's good." And then there'd obviously be so many sessions where I and pick him up from his house, drive him there. And then Paddle out would start shooting and the waves would just be terrible. But, yeah, I was just pretty determined to try to get some footage and get it on the online platform. Um, but, yeah, that's that's also what I the point I'm trying to make, is that I think there's a lot of on offer in South Africa. There's a lot of potential. And th- the online platform nowadays is just so... Um, it's perfect (laughs) it's absolutely perfect you can be as prolific as you want to be and it's um just a great platform for one to be creative and uh brand themselves really and hopefully sponsors see value in that and invest in that so um i guess that's what my advice would be (laughs) good advice
0: too so to finish off we're going to do three choices um i kind of went to a couple of fans for these the first one is straight airs or rotations
1: um i'm pretty big into straight airs now after two knee injuries over the past couple of years that resulted in backside rotations both times so Yeah, just out of fear of that happening again, I'll go straight.
0: I'm I'm going with you because as someone who watches surfing and talks about it, I do like the big straight airs and I've always been vocal about it. I think there's something more technical about a big, big straight punt. But uh, there we go. So your choice was straight. Now we go to, would you like to see massive pits or totally technical modern surfing?
1: Um massive barrels won't ever go out of style, so I'll probably go for that. Whereas I don't know, some like silly weird airs sometimes um I don't know, they probably won't age very well or something. <laughs> or not stand the test of time. And then
0: to you, what is the most stylish
1: maneuver? Most stylish maneuver. Um, Hmm. Just anything that is massive and just executed with a lot of speed and commitment. <laughs> so what comes to mind, Jody's alley at North Point after getting barreled and um, also that rodeo he did forever ago on that Red Bull trip. Those two. Was, was so aggressive, but perfect, perfectly executed. So I
0: so Jordy Smith gets the two, top two from the Gibber. Uh, yeah, Dude, yeah. anything uh, else you want to maybe lay down on people in lockdown
1: in SA? Um, gosh, I, I just uh, hope everyone enjoys their first uh, back after the lockdown, I I kind of wish I could be there to experience that, because it will probably be everyone will probably have a newfound gratitude of <laughs> I guess just having having your freedom back. Being able to even paddle out at shooting two foot howling offshore long beach or something. I know I probably have a newfound appreciation for that. Whereas in the past I would look at that and just not even bother paddling out which is a bad attitude i know but yeah maybe it takes a situation like this to um make one acknowledge uh, yeah what could easily be taken for granted I think that's yeah. good advice. And um, thanks for
0: being on the show, my man. You are the second podcast of the series. And oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you back in South Africa when travel is open again and charging, no doubt, some serious pits and, and waves up and down the coast and yeah, good luck for you. the year ahead. Let's uh, keep on calms and see what happens with lockdown on both sides of the
1: ocean. Yeah, sounds good. How many more days do you have left? We're down
0: to well, today was nine, yeah. So, okay. So just over a week, but uh, Cyril's on the radio and the TV tonight to let us know if it's going to be extended or not. So let's go with a 50 oh, wow. Do you think Cyril's going to extend lockdown?
1: I don't think so. Thirty-five days is hectic. That's God. I I, I don't think so. I'm going to say right. no.
0: Well, You're out after 35 days. It's going to be interesting because <laughs> that's happening probably in about two hours time. And when this goes live tomorrow, we'll know the answers. So, okay. <laughs> the well, I hope right. it. i are right. I my man. Thank you so much for being on the show and we'll chat to you soon again. Okay.
1: All right. Keep on.
0: Cheers, bro.